This is Hello Healthy, a Dignity Health podcast. Here's Bill Klaproth. St. Joseph's Neonatal Intensive Care Unit, or NICU, cares for newborn infants throughout the Central Valley and serves as the first home for nearly 800 premature babies each year. Here to talk with us about neonatal intensive care at St. Joseph's is Dr. Philip Cheng, a neonatologist and chair of pediatrics at Dignity Health. Dr. Cheng, thanks for joining us today. Hey, Bill. Thanks for having me. You bet. So let's get into this. First off, I'm sure you get this question a lot. Can you explain to us what a neonatologist is? No, no problem, Bill. So I get that question asked a lot. Probably 95% of people I meet in public ask me what a neonatologist is. So to simply put it, we are basically general pediatricians that have undergone special training. To be exactly, we've gone undergone three more years of training after our general pediatrics training, and we've become neonatal intensive care doctors that care for the sick baby. Our range of babies that we take care of are usually ranged from anywhere from prematurity down to 24 weeks all the way up to full term. So tell us, how does the NICU differ then from a regular ICU? Well, the NICU differs in from a regular ICU is that the population that we take care of. Babies, as you know, they come with a different set of you know mechanics and body physiology that's not known anywhere in the field of medicine besides neonatology. How this differs is that you know, babies are you know, they're just not little adults. They actually have their own set of, you know, body physical function. In the NICU, we also take care of premature babies. Premature babies, uh, on that aspect, you know, are not designed by nature to be outside the womb. So when mothers who have undergone, you know, stressful situations or have undergone certain circumstances where they're not able to take care of the baby, you know, uh, in certain instances and they have to deliver, we are there to provide help to continue the growth and process to help babies when they're born. Specifically, with premature babies, their organs are really immature. So with that in mind, uh, depending on the degree of immaturity, their body needs a lot of help. Most commonly, one of the most uh, things we look out for is lung disease. With lung disease, we have different modalities in the NICU that can help out with that. So that makes sense. You were mentioning lung disease. What other serious conditions or complicated issues are the primary reasons babies receive treatment in the NICU? The other treatment conditions can vary by different organ functions. If we think sometimes some babies can be born with certain cardiac conditions, such as you know abnormally structured uh, hearts, where they may need surgery in the future, or some babies are born with uh, you know, decreased uh, bowel, uh, gut function where their intestines are not, you know, need a little bit more time and support in order to function properly towards a mature function. Other things we watch out for is that we also watch for uh, uh, infection. With these population of infants, their immune system is quite vulnerable. They essentially don't have the same immune function as adults, meaning that they're, we call them immunocompromised, meaning that their immune function and their responses are not as robust. So therefore, to you and I, we can probably weather the you know the most common infections and cold. But for these babies with a delicate population, they don't wear weather the cold and sicknesses very well. So they usually need extra help, and that's what we're here for. So to help you with the care of these precious infants, tell us about the state of the art technology and advanced life saving equipment that you use. So part of life saving equipment is one of our bread and butter. Is with pulmonary diseases is that we have many modes of ventilation here at uh, St. Joseph. What do I mean by ventilation is that 
you know, there's ventilation refers to the actual breathing exchange of, you know, respiratory gases that occur just like when we breathe out, we breathe out the carbon dioxide. So with that mode, we all, we start out with, you know, nasal oxygen, nasal CPAP, known as continuous positive airway pressure for the baby that can go through the, that, that looks like a, you know, like a nasal device that goes through the nose to help the babies exchange air. When babies are in, in more need of support, what we do is we do a procedure called intubation. What that entails is that we gently uh, insert a breathing tube into into the right position in the airway to provide breathing support. After that intubation procedure is performed, we connect the breathing tube to the machine. Now, that's where the state-of-art technology comes in. There's different modes of ventilation we have. The first mode is that we start with, you know, going from lowest to highest. We have conventional ventilation with that are designed for neonatal infants. Then after that, we have high frequency. High frequency allows us to take care of the really, really sick infant that need a really lot of help. Usually, the infants that need a lot of help are usually those infants that are born very premature, that the lungs are not quite ready to function yet in the real world. So we're there to help and give them support. In addition, we also have one mode of ventilation very unique to us here at St. Joseph. We we call it NAVA for short, N-A-V-A. What NAVA stands for, it stands for Nearly Adjusted Ventilatory Assist. And this technology is very special. I have actually brought it from my previous university academic experience research and brought it over and implemented it into clinical practice here at St. Joseph's. What NAVA does is that there's a special catheter that can detect the electrical myogram movement of the diaphragm. So essentially, it detects the electrical activity of the muscles of the diaphragm. And with this, you know, being that the diaphragm is the biggest uh, muscle for breathing, we use that signal and, and synchronize it with the breathing machine for the infant. What, what research studies have shown is that this mode of ventilation has helped infants to breathe easier, make them more comfortable, and therefore provides better outcomes. One of the outcomes we have seen at St. Joseph's is, you know, better times, less time with the breathing tube in their mouth, and therefore that leads to better outcomes, with, especially with airway and also less chances of infection. This technology is just amazing. So, Dr. Chang, I imagine for someone listening to this podcast, they have an infant that is in the NICU or potentially a grandparent that has a grandchild in the NICU. Can you tell us the difference of the level of care then between newborn care and NICU care? Yes, definitely. So, newborn care refers to the care of the newborn after they're born. Normally, these newborns, what defines the newborn population are term infants that are healthy, have no issues, and they can feed fine with no intravenous fluid support or no oxygen support. Now, when infants need help, such as they need medicine, such as antibiotics, or they need uh, intravenous fluids to help with their metabolic uh, functions in their body, or they need you know, uh, respiratory support in terms of uh, whether it be as simple as an oxygen through the nose, that kind of steps up the game from being a newborn care into the NICU realm. So what defines the NICU realm from the newborn is just the definition of whether the kid is ill or not. If it's a healthy term infant, usually I'm the last person to be called. But if it's a sick infant, I'm usually the first line of defense. Gotcha. So after care is done and the young child is healthy enough for discharge, can you tell us about the parent room to help ease the transition from hospital to home before discharge? Oh, yes, definitely. So a lot of times, 
especially with premature babies that have been in the NICU for up to one or two months, they haven't never seen home at all, and the parents never been in a home environment with them. This sometimes can create a lot of anxiety and a lot of unknown things for parents. So to help with the transition from the hospital to the home, we, we have a program here at St. Joseph's to help with the, what we call the rooming in program to help parents ease the transition for discharge. What does this consist of is that when we know that the patient is going to be discharged the day, the day after, you know, tomorrow or the tomorrow, what we would do the night before is that we would have the parents stay in one of our rooms, the individual single room with the baby with nursing care on standby. And this kind of simulates what it would be like at home with the baby with no monitors, but however, nursing care would be on standby just in case if anything were to happen. What this does is that it allows the parents to simulate what an environment of a home environment would be like outside the NICU. And from the feedback I've gathered from parents, they tremendously love this program. Whether and this, any baby can qualify for this program. So whether it be a term baby or a premature baby, if the parents request that they would love to have a rooming in session before they go home, just to you know get more conf- gain more confidence and cre- you know, decrease anxiety, we definitely offer it to the parents. Well, Dr. Cheng, thanks for your time. And for more information, please visit DignityHealth.org slash Stockton. That's DignityHealth.org slash Stockton. This is Hello Healthy, a Dignity Health podcast. I'm Bill Klaproth. Thanks for listening.